so thankful that you've given us another day and an opportunity to meet together in your house to worship you. We thank you, Lord, for every person who is here today. And I ask, Father, that not one person leave this place and not know you. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to understand the word that you have for us today. Be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> really? Wow. Even those of us who like change don't like change. I like change. A month ago, Tracy and I go to a staff outing. Um, we're just going to hang out with each other. We carried food in. It was a Friday night. Ate a bunch of really good food. Got home at 8.30, and she looked at me and said, you want me to put a pizza in for you? Right? Because it's Friday night, and on Fridays, we eat pizza. And we ate a lot of good food, and I was full, but we didn't have pizza. And so I said, yes. And I ate two pieces of pizza that I really wasn't even hungry for because I'm in a rut. And I like it, right? Some of the ruts we're in, we like. Some of the ruts we're in, uh, we don't even know we're in them. We're just in a rut, and we're kind of going along, and um, something has to come along to reveal that. Other times, we're in a rut, and we would like to change it, and we work hard to change it. We work hard to do something else, and we find that it's difficult to do because we have patterns and habits that are in place. And going against those gets really tough. Change of any kind, when you're talking about patterns and habits, is hard. It's, it's also hard with groups, too. Uh, groups develop patterns and habits, and by the way, some of those are, are kind of needed and necessary. Sometimes a group benefits from some patterns and habits because everybody knows what to expect. It can be a little more organized that way, and everything's not constant chaos and in flux, and so you can communicate. The downside for a group is sometimes you can end up on cruise control. You're just doing what you've always done the way you've always done it. 
then here's the problem. It doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter if you're a business. It doesn't matter what kind of group that you're with, or even the relationship that you have when you hit cruise control. And this happens for churches too. When you hit cruise control and just go with the patterns and habits that you have and don't pay attention to the culture around you, it's in constant flux. It's constantly changing. And you can wake up one day and wonder what just happened. Why are we, why are we so out of sync? Why, what's, not, what's not going on? It's why I love the words of this really wise man. At the time that he wrote this, Solomon was, um, God said he was the wisest uh, that was alive at the time. And so he wrote these words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Which is kind of cool. There's an admission that, hey, there's seasons for everything. And the downside of that is you actually have to figure out what season you're in and then how to respond to it. And he gives some examples. And these are tough things. Uh, verse 6, he, gives a, he says this. There's a time to search and a time to give up. Man, we love, we love the struggle part. Our culture is into that. Just keep working hard. It'll pay off. Just keep going. Keep searching, right? Give your effort. But there's also a season where giving up makes sense, where you say, I'm not going to sink any more money into that, or I'm going to drop this class, or I'm going to lose this customer who is draining my time and energy. I'm just not going to do that with them anymore. And, th and there's a boundary where you say, I'm out. But you get that wrong, the timing of it wrong, and you could give up too soon. If you wait too long and, and you don't know that it's the season to give up, you could drain yourself and everybody else around you. How do you figure that out? Verse 7 was another one. It says, there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. Ever been there? Where you thought to yourself, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, or you thought, I wish I would have had the courage to speak up and say that then. It needed to be said then, and I knew it. But I, I couldn't do it. You get the season wrong with that, it gets messy, right? It gets messy when people start to get hurt. Knowing the season and how to respond to it is kind of a big deal. I, um, when it comes to this sort of thing, I've had some weird heroes. Uh, in the scriptures in First Chronicles... There's a story um, about, um, well, David. He's taking control of the kingdom. And the nations of Israel have decided to send a whole bunch of people, representatives from their tribes, to go to this coronation of this new king. And in one of the verses, a group of uh, people from Issachar described. And uh, I, it's fascinating to me. I'm envious of this. I want, you, I want to read this. In 1 Chronicles 12.32, it says, From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. These guys understood the season that they were in, and they just didn't understand the season. They knew what to do about it. Man, I wrestle with that in my own family. 
what, what season are we in and how should I respond? I wrestle with that with my own goals, like personal goals that you would set. I've wrestled with that with my role here at Waypoint too, trying to figure out, okay, what, what exactly am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be doing it? What makes this all interesting is that God uh, comes along in every one of those areas and wants to partner with you. He wants to be a part of how you figure out the season and how you respond to the season. He wants you to listen. He wants you to move and to act. And all of that stuff makes sense. God, God gives you gifts for a reason. He wants you to be bold enough to use those and to act on those. But sometimes we get caught in this, I'm not sure what the season is. And so instead of doing anything, we just kind of wait and, and we cruise. Um, the last 18 months here at Waypoint have been a season of uh, confusion for me. Uh, there were things that we've always done that people responded to that we were doing and people weren't responding. Uh, there, were, uh, there were things happening that we uh, couldn't figure out, couldn't put our finger on. And before, um, before it had been uh, fairly easy to find a direction and to go. I, I, many of you don't know this, but when we moved into this building... Uh, there were only three spaces that were finished, and I'm being generous when I say finished. This was, this was finished, but we didn't have a permanent sound system. We didn't have lights for the stage. We didn't, have, we didn't have a lot of stuff. We had a building, right? We had the lookout hall, and we had two kids' rooms. And when a kids' room that's designed for 15 kids is holding 25 kids, it's pretty easy to look at that and go, we need a kids' room, right? You, that, that's pretty clear, and then God would open the doors and kind of push me forward. I'm, I would take my time with this stuff. And God was out in front just kind of pulling us forward, pulling us forward. And we just kept going from project to project to project because we were trying to make space for more people. And it was obvious what we needed to do. And because we were trying to be frugal, we didn't want to do a lot of stuff with debt. We, we would wait for cash, and sometimes we wouldn't have the cash, and we would tell people about it, and then we'd have the cash, and so we'd go, and, and my timetables were always off. I was always like, six months later, we'll do this, and a month later, we're doing it. Like, we're going as fast as we could. Um, it, it was easy. It was easy to see. Uh, 18 months ago, we met with the uh, church leaders, we met with the partners of Waypoint, and we said... Um, listen, it's, it's not so easy anymore. We have a lot of options. We have a lot of things that we could do to allow our ministry um, to keep traction and to keep on a growth path of some sort. But it's not really clear what we should do. And, uh, and we wrestled with that for a while, and then we chose some directions. And most of what we have tried hasn't worked out. Uh, we've, uh, we've tried adding um, some services. We've tried doing some other things. Uh, we, we've built uh, some stuff. And uh, we just couldn't seem to find any traction uh, with a growth path. And, I, and, and people have come to me in the middle of that and said, Blair, why, why are you even trying to get on a growth path? What we've got is pretty good right here. And, and it's, it's just this simple. 
I'm convinced you have two choices with momentum in life. You're moving. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. We just did a marriage series. And I can tell you, if you're married and you think you're cruising and everything's okay, you're going backwards. You just don't have the evidence for it yet. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. There's no middle ground. And, and we felt like we were wrestling through this idea of trying to find a way um, to allow Waypoint to get back to some sort of season where we were growing. Um, if you become stagnant as a church, what happens is you start caring about what you like and what you need, and you stop forgetting that somebody sacrificed so that you would know Jesus. And then church becomes about us, and you lose the mission of what it's all about. And so there's always an element, there's always got to be an element where, where you're trying to find a way to move forward. But it seemed like all of the effort that we put into that was, was getting us nowhere. And so you might say, Blair... Come on, man, you know what you needed to do. Didn't you pray? Yeah, I did. Did you listen to God? Yeah, I did. Did you wait? Yep, did that. Did you try things? Yes. Wait, how can you try things and wait? It was 18 months. I had a lot of time to do a lot of different stuff. Okay? Did you work hard? Yeah, I still had a gift. The staff still has gifts. We still want to exercise those gifts. God gave us those. So we were still working really hard. You know what? We even failed, which in my opinion is one of the ways that God sometimes gives you direction. You, you don't know what to do? Then try it. And when you fail, you know you shouldn't do that, right? At least you can mark that off the list. You didn't know that before. So, so we've even failed. We've done all of those things. Now, what precipitated all of this is that at the 1030 service, we, um, we hit our lid. And just a little church talk, when, um, a, a service will fill up to a certain point, and when it gets to a certain point, people will come over the top of that, but they'll never feel comfortable, and, they'll, and they won't stay. And we were experiencing that there, and we knew we had to do something about that. Otherwise, what happens is after that gets frustrating for a while, it'll fade down, then you'll build it back up, you'll hit the lid, you'll do that again, and then you'll go down. It's a terrible cycle, nobody likes it. And it's because you haven't found a solution. You haven't found some sort of solution as a, for a, a growth path. And it's not always just about uh, more numbers, it's about influence. How do you find a way to increase your influence and to keep people excited about what you're doing and how you're doing it? So we were, um, so we, we tried to answer that by starting another service. We had a couple hundred people cycle through that service. They didn't like it. It was as simple as that. They didn't like it, and it didn't work. We thought we would bleed people off of that service, get more room. It'd be pretty cool um, in a different environment. Uh, we built a pavilion and playground out back thinking, hey, uh, this will give us a, an extension into the community. We think people will use that, and that'll allow us to run across people's paths. And although it's, it's starting to be used more, uh, we're not running across them as much as we had hoped. So there is benefit to it. Our, our students are using it a lot. 
um, our different ministries are using a lot, and we're starting to in, uh, engage this corner of their property more, but it's not yielding some of the results that we thought we would have. Which leads us back to this place of trying to figure out what season we're in and what we should do about it. And can I tell you, it feels a little bit like torture sometimes. And I, and I suspect some of you are there right now. You're in a season where you're trying to figure out what exactly should I do and how should I do it? Should I make this change? How am I gonna do this sort of thing? And it feels a little bit like torture, but I wanna let you in on something. That I, this is, this is uh, worth the whole morning. If you can just stay awake for this and then go to sleep afterwards, you'll be fine. It's not, it's not actually meant as torture. This is a gift of God into your life. It's a gift of God for you to wrestle with meaning and purpose and values. And if you weren't wrestling with it, you might just be on cruise control and things are getting worse and you don't know about it. So God has actually given you a gift to be in a place where it feels like, I just don't know what to do. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. You become sensitive to God's leading when that happens. You're actually open to say, hey, what is it that you have for me? I want to be sensitive. I want to pick up on what you're doing. And that's kind of what happened um, with us here at Waypoint. I must confess, um, I am not the men of Issachar. I, I did not naturally figure out the season that we were in and then figure out what to do about it. It all came the hard way. For me, stuff started to get uh, clear in January when I, I was evaluating my own role and realized I was using my time and energy unwisely. And I had to reprioritize the stuff that I was going to do and the stuff that I was going to spend my time on. And so I started doing that. And then God graciously, um, somebody at Waypoint called up and said, hey, there's a dude talking over at Notre Dame. Why don't you come? I'll get you free tickets. And I was like, all right. Um, we thought this could, be, this could be interesting. So I took Mike and Nick and we went and we walked out of that going, Oh my, I wonder if this is the piece that we've been missing. And we started having a lot of conversations over the summer. And what we realized is that the culture around us had been moving. It had shifted some of its values. And when we analyzed the, the values that they had, we'll, we'll put them up on the screen. And uh, we're not experts, but... but um, the stuff that we've been reading, thinking, talking with people about, I would say these are a pretty good five. Um, they're, they're showing up with uh, how businesses are operating, how businesses are trying to figure stuff out. If, you, if a, a business doesn't convince you that they care, you're probably not going to do business with them anymore. Employees aren't staying with businesses that they don't feel care for them. It's becoming a big deal. And you can go down. I would probably say unique experience I should have put. But if you're not, if you're not hitting on all of those things, and it's got to be informal too. If, you, if it feels like you're doing this because you're required to do this, I'm not really interested in what you have to sell. But if you're genuinely concerned about me, and this is an informal setting, it works. And we evaluated these values that we found 
versus what we were doing, and we were upside down. The stuff that people really cared about, um, we were swinging and, and missing in some ways, and the stuff um, that we were good at, they just were like, eh. And so we realized, man, we have to start um, figuring some stuff out. And, and we're still in the process of that. We're, uh, we're rolling out little pieces slowly as we go. Rolling out little pieces slowly as we go. Um, but in the process of this, uh, we came up with a fairly big change that we want you to know about um, because it's right around the corner. And no, it's not about tables and chairs. Right? The reason, the reason you're in chairs this morning is I wanted you to feel how uncomfortable change is. It's just that simple. But, but, let, me, but let me be really clear about this. The mission of Waypoint is to be a place on a journey where people adjust their course towards Christ. And nothing else matters besides that. Not tables, not chairs, nothing. That's it. And if they ever get in the way of us accomplishing their mission, I'll burn the tables myself. I'm, I'm very serious. Like, really. So I, I know how change is hard, but I just want, I want you to know the mission is what has to burn for us. And in that process of trying to figure out what are we going to do, how are we going to get back to something that would feel like a growth pattern for us or a growth plan for us, I, um, I came up with an idea and I went to Danielle, our children's ministry person, I said, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, uh, Blair, I talked to you about that during my interview, don't you remember? And I was like, uh, no. I, I mean, honestly, it was six months ago, how's somebody supposed to remember that, right? Um, I was like, Faintly, it could be gas. I'm not sure what I'm remembering right now, okay? But, but she got excited. And then I, I presented it to our lay leadership team, their AXIS team, and they got excited. And so um, here's, here's what we're going to um, try to do. It could fail. We're okay with that. Uh, but in January, uh, Waypoint is shooting to open a, a daycare in our community. And the reason we're choosing to do that is because we have a building that, um, that's already here. It's ready to go. It's an asset that uh, sits empty a lot of times. We've tried to use it in a lot of different ways. And we have a lot of people from the community using our space. And we're excited about that. Uh, this could change that even more. Uh, it gives us a chance to connect with people in our community in a meaningful way because as we've got into this, we've discovered that every daycare in the area has a waiting list. And it's an area of stress for a lot of families. And this gives us an opportunity to reach a different group of people that we, that we don't have connection with. Now, you might say, well, Blair, how does that, how does that yield a growth plan? Well, here, here's the growth path that it is for us. We're not assuming, in fact, we don't, we don't think we're going to see tons of people who use that suddenly show up and attend at Waypoint. But what it does is it gives us a connection into a whole group of people's lives that we can become their spiritual friends. That when stuff hits the fan, 
they turn to us and we get the opportunity. We're going we're gonna to meet real needs in their lives. And it's going to give us a chance to connect with them in a way, a meaningful way, that matters to them. And so um, we're going to get now, there are hurdles. I don't know if you've heard this or not. But Elkhart County um, has a lot of job openings. And we don't know if we can fill, we don't know if we can fill our staff or anything like that. We're going to give it a try. So we know there are hurdles to overcome, um, but we intend to head down that path. Uh, the reason we're going to do that is it, it fits our vision. Our mission is clear. We want to be a place on a journey where people can adjust and change their course towards Christ. But how we do that, we do it with three E's. We try to keep it as simple as possible so that uh, ministries can organize and people can understand it. The first is that we create experience environments. These are environments that people just have to show up to. You, you don't have to do much work. You just have to, you just have to come to it. And something great could happen for you. We, we'll hope to find a way to allow you to connect with God, to connect with other people. Our weekends are like that. Our youth ministries are like that. We have connections events for men's and women's that are like that. There's a lots of different things that all you have to do is show up to. And it, and it works. And so we have those kind of environments. The second kind of environment, I'm convinced, allows you to get the most out of church. In fact, I don't think you can fully get the benefits of a church community unless you engage. And, and that, that's you giving up some of your time and energy, giving up your time and energy to develop relationships, to use your gifts, to, to do something that costs you. And the reason it's important is because relationships take time. They take time, they take energy. And if you're not giving that time and energy, things kind of stall out for you. So we have all kinds of stuff along those lines too. We have a women's retreat that's, um, you could go out, if you're, if you're wondering, how do I connect with women around here? Go out, sign up for the retreat, and go in the next two weeks and connect with a bunch of women. We've got men's breakfast that you could go to. We've got um, groups that you could join. There's some new ones that are starting right now, and you can go out to a table and find out what's going on so that you could be a part of that. You could use your gift somewhere. All of that's part of what we're trying to do to help you engage. And then the third E is that we're looking to find ways to extend, where we go outside the walls of who we are and we do stuff that ultimately doesn't really benefit us. Um, the stuff like the Habitat House that we're working on right now, you guys have been great about that. that that's not, that's not going to um, do anything for Waypoint, as a, but it's the right thing for us to do as a group. Our mission trips are like that, where we go into another community and we serve them and there's, there's nothing that community's ever going to do back for us. Well, this uh, daycare fits in the extend part, where we're, we're going to reach past ourselves, and we're going to extend into a group of people that, um, that need some help right now. And the, the reason I'm excited about this is, well, one, there's gonna, it's going to cause some changes. We've been really flexible with the building in the past because we could be, but it's about to fill up and be used on a regular basis, and the flexibility that we would have had is going to go away, and that's going to be a change that everybody's going to have to deal with. And, um, and we get that. But there's going to be some other things, too. And um, actually, you've already participated. 
the startup cost. There's a lot of stuff that you have to do to get a daycare ready and approved um, with guidelines. And a lot of you already give at Waypoint, and, um, and Waypoint is in a really healthy financial position right now. We, we don't have any debt. We don't have a line of credit. We don't have any of that stuff going on. And so uh, we've already funded startup costs to the tune of $20,000. And you've done that. You've already done that, and you've been a part of that. And that's on top. That's on top of the $90,000 plus that, uh, as a community, we've given away this year. Um, through Habitat, through disaster relief, through the um, food to Middlebury Food Pantry and CCS, uh, helping out the jail ministry. Um, you guys helped build a church in the Dominican Republic for a community of people who needs to hear about Jesus. And you, you've done all of that. And that's all been a part of what our, our Extend is about. And, uh, and we're adding more to that to give us a means of extending uh, but there are ways that you could be involved. If you wanted to, hey, if you want to quit your job and come work in our daycare, we're open to talking with you about it. Uh, but, but you can do far less than that, right? You can find ways uh, to step into whatever um, part of our ministry that would work for you and to engage and to join us when we extend. Uh, because our, our ministry, if we're not careful will simply become about us and about what we like and about what we want. And we'll miss that God has us together for a much grander purpose than that. Uh, this is the first leg. This is the, the, the daycare is the first thing. We're talking about some other big things right now. But I have no idea where those conversations are going to go. Um, uh, but God's put this stuff on our heart. And we're making adjustments in our ministries to try to figure out how to adjust to those values that our culture is experiencing right now. And as we do that, things are going to change. And change is going to be hard. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And it'll be the right thing to do because the one thing that's not going to change is our mission. We're going to be a place on a journey where people who come here can adjust their course towards Christ. And if you want to be a part of that, then you're in the right place. This morning as you leave, there's going to be a whole bunch of tables out there. Stuff that if you want to start um, engaging, it's possible. If, you, if you're a lady and you want to connect, go to the women's retreat. Sign up. Talk to them about what it's going to be about. There's um, SEAL teams out there where you can, it's serving, engaging, and loving where we're going out in our own community and finding ways to engage with it and serve in ways that don't benefit us. Uh, those are out there. There's community groups out there. There are ways for you to engage. And if you're in a season where you're trying to figure stuff out, it doesn't hurt to be in conversation with people who love Jesus. I hope you'll consider it. Uh, let me just pray with you. Uh, God, the journey you've taken us on has, has felt like torture at times, to be honest. It's hard to uh, know that uh, moving forward is important, and uh, yet it's not clear. And yet, uh, God, I'm, I'm convinced there are people here right now who feel that about their own lives. Like their way forward isn't that clear, and they know movement's important. And they're waiting for you. They're listening for you. 
And so I just ask that you would meet with them. Um, in some cases, God asks he would just give them the courage to use the gifts they have, to step out and to fail even, so that they can cross that thing off the list. As a community, though, I just ask for your continued guidance. Uh, we care about the partnership that we have with you. You're leading us. We're, we're following. And at the same time, you expect us to use the gifts that we're given. You expect us to act and to move. And so I just ask that as we wrestle through that, we would be sensitive to listen to you, that we would figure out what our next step is and that we would have the courage to take it. I love you. I ask for your continued guidance in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to end this service uh, by playing a few songs for you. We want to play a song that we'll be doing over the course of the next few months. The song is called Overcome. And we would love for you to just take in these words of this song. And as we go forward as a church, that we know that our God goes before us, that he knows what he's doing and that we can follow him with confidence. But if you feel led to stand up and sing this song, that would be great too. So, and then we'll end the service with a closing song.
We want to declare our trust in our God as we go forward as a church, that we trust him and that we know that we can look to him. Try. 
thank you that we can trust you because you have done it all for us. Pray that we would look to you in all that we do, not just here at Waypoint that as we move forward and we are not sure exactly what direction to go, but we know, God, that you will guide us. That whether we succeed or fail at something, God, you use it for our good. That you are, you are with every person here every step of the way. God, I pray that we would just keep looking to you and believing you and knowing that you are who you say you are and that you will not fail us. God, we thank you so much for all that you have done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for coming out today. And you never know what you might find when you come here next week. So hope you have a great week.